Hey, this is Matt Sigmund, one half of the Heat Seekers, and you are listening to WPOV Global. Wrestle POV, global black and yellow brand. It's your point of view on the global stand. From north to south to east to west, they got you covered like a blanket, but I digress from elite elite to the hot topic. AW Impact New Japan, they got it. Have you laughing so hard? Have your belly aching? Hurt any different? I'm sure you're mistaken. Hey, boys and girls and elephants of all ages, welcome to another edition of WPOV Global. I'm your host, the legend T. James Logan. With me, the gentleman, Elio Canella, and playing the role of the lone wolf, Andy Anderson, the guy who, unfortunately, Andy Anderson beat so badly this week (laughs) on the points game that Andy had to take the day off because his hands hurt for beating him. We're talking about Rick, the lone turd Serrano. <laughs> no i'm not even gonna get on you you know what rick uh, i tried it was a t- <laughs> i tried so hard i know and you know what i i was actually watching your reactions and things i was heartbroken for you so i'm not even gonna pick on you this week um, I, tried so hard. I, I i really feel bad is we we did make that agreement that the loser of the bet would not only be the turd winner but would also spend two weeks in the book Oh, shame. Elio? Yes, sir. Can you please do the honors? Hey, Rick Serrano III, you just made the book. Sorry, Rick. You know what? You'll be out of there in two weeks, hopefully, with good behavior, right? Yeah, don't sh- I guess Don't so. shank anyone. Don't shank anyone while you're in there. But if you I have mean, to shank like, someone, make it Simon Callahan. Sh- yeah. Simon Callahan got you. See, I'm trying to do anything to be on your good side, guys. And Anderson, I'm here in your seat right now. And oh, yeah, I'm going to poop all over it. Let's do this. <laughs> well, you know what? Oh, in the end, you know, it comes down to you trusted big bad Boris. Yeah. There was the, the first big mistake. bad mistake. Yeah, big yeah, bad mistake. mistake. <laughs> Anyways, you know what? Uh, first of all, Elio, how's your sure. week been, man? We just got through a big week of WrestleMania, tons of wrestling going on. You already have 874 hours of wrestling weekly on your plate. Now you added <laughs> another 200. How are you feeling? Actually, I'm feeling tired because yesterday I went to get my vaccine, so I slept most of the day. Oh, vaccine for what? Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) What, there's something going on? (laughs) Rick, I know it was a bit of a traumatic, but come on, how was the rest of the week for wrestling? I mean, it's been, wrestling-wise, it's been amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's been nine, ten straight days of wrestling. It's just, Mm -hmm. what for for podcasters, it's a dream come true, so I'm loving it. True, true. And you know what, uh, very centric, of course, on WWE. I mean, this is their big thing. Uh, I watched some of, uh, as much as I could of WrestleMania. And I got to tell you, all over the place, there were some tremendously cool things. And then, man, there was some tremendously bizarre crap. Um, yeah. I don't even want to talk about, like, The Fiend and all that garbage <laughs> ever. I'm so glad that's something we don't have to deal with because, yeah. wow. Wow, that's a that's a dumpster fire. That's a Taz. That's a Taz right there. Yeah. <laughs> but what about Bad Bunny? bad bunny holy smokes did not expect that um but you know what uh just a quick question about that since you brought that up rick and you've been a super fan for a long time before all of your back backstage things before being a manager yeah Uh, from the fans perspective bad bunny this rap star comes out uh does such a tremendous thing 
I mean, he did really well. Does that, now hear me out before you answer, does that A, prove that with a lot of hard work that a guy can really dedicate himself and run with the big guys? Or B, does it tell you that wrestling is not that hard and that if you work out, just about anybody can run with the big guys? Because there's some people that are saying that right now too, the flip side of this. No, I can see that, but I definitely think it's A. You know, like you have to work your ass off. And also, Tom... Miz and Morrison, they did a hell of a job carrying oh, him, yeah. making him look like a superstar. So um, I have to go with A. It has to be hard work and dedication, and it has to be who you're working with and mm-hmm. uh, if they're able to give you that boost. And uh, Miz and Morrison definitely did that for him. So I'm very happy for him. Well, it's cool, too, because, you know, you bring that up, too. And when I first heard that, I stopped for a second because, you know, I've worked a lot with wrestlers backstage. I've, and, and for a second, I, I listened to that criticism, and I thought – are they onto something there? But the flip side of that, when you really think about it, Bad Bunny is a rarity of someone who actually managed to break through. So it can't be that easy if he's yep. the only one who really came off looking that good. Because I can honestly, for the life of me, think in the modern era of a celebrity who's really made that much. Maybe Pat McAvee, but that's yeah. Pat McAvee playing also this, what the heck is going on on my screen? Oh. All right. <laughs> What is that? <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> did, you, did you did you guys see that? It looked like a Nova flash. It was, I don't know. It was, I, it was Pat McAfee telling you, "Yo, yeah. it is me. It is me." Yeah, he's like, "Shut up, Tom." Okay. Yeah, Pat McAfee at least had that character behind them. He could play the yeah. sleazy, somewhat chicken heel shit kind of guy. But uh, yeah. straight up and up, Bad Bunny really came out and and really. Wow, he dazzled people. I did not. A Canadian destroyer? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Puerto Rican destroyer? Not, yeah, the bunny destroyer, whatever you want to call yep. it. He pulled it off, you know, and he did his thing. Um, I would say Snooky, a close second. <laughs> wow, that is a very far second. That gives you an idea of how far, exactly. how far that is. Okay. Touche, Rick. I, I'm going to say you answered that very well. <laughs> Well, you know what? Uh, we, when we tried to scour the world of wrestling uh, this week, WrestleMania really kind of um, it sort of took over everything. All the other mm-hmm. companies kind of backed off. The smarter companies didn't even bother doing anything. They just said, "Yep, this is your guys' week." You know, AEW did not really try to do much. Um, all the big bigger companies didn't really do much, so there isn't really much to to say. What I did say, and I wanted to, I forgot to mention on last week's card. You know, we've always talked about Major League Wrestling (MLW). They have a free show on the YouTube channel. You can look it up. And you start getting back into that. <laughs> <laughs> now they have some tremendous wrestlers going on uh, all the time there. I would suggest last week I forgot to mention a tremendous main event match that they showed. Jacob Fatu of Contra putting his belt up against Kelvin Tankman. Kelvin Tankman being this uh, new, uh, I guess he's more of a rookie. He hasn't been around too long, but this guy's about six foot two, weighs 350 pounds. He's bigger than Fatu, but he's also just as athletic. And uh, I got to tell you, he is definitely going to be someone to watch out in the future. This was, it was said this was his first big title match ever. And uh, he really delivered against Fatu. And it actually took Fatu having other members of Contra interfere to help him win that match and i think uh it shows great league contra they've been an exciting fun thing to watch over in mlw they're this mean horrible i don't know pseudo terrorist faction that has taken over and uh 
I think there's some good things to keep watching in MLW, so keep an eye on that. Uh, as for the other wrestling things, New Japan, not much going on. They're setting up for the Don Taco series. It's the Roads 2. If anyone watches New Japan, you know Road 2 usually just means a bunch of... Uh, 10-man matches, 8-man matches, where maybe to the guys who are going to be in the main event of the actual match might bump heads for three minutes, and you get a preview of what's to come. <laughs> but uh, sometimes that's not worth sitting up 3 in the morning watching oh, wrestling yeah. Japan for that. <laughs> nah. I'm going to tell you that, okay, guys? Being married and, and having kids, is it's it's not easy to do that to begin with, okay? So um, not much report there, but let's get in to some of our uh, regular features that we do. One of the first re- features we do is called Elite Delete. Now, Elite Delete, uh, I always feel like I have to preference it because it seems like every week people forget what exactly we're talking about. When we say Elite Delete, we don't mean, oh, Delete, fire that bum, get him out of there, he sucks, crap. No, we don't mean that at all. What we do mean is at the moment that you're seeing that wrestler, you flick on, and this week it's going to be an AEW wrestler. This week you flick on AEW wrestling, you see our pick for the Elite Delete question. You watch them wrestle, and then you say to us, I think that guy or that team are at the position now that they deserve to be pushed. They, they show me that they are the material to go further. Or you look at them and go, yeah, they're not quite ready to be on Dynamite. They should be maybe moved back down to dark and get a little more seasoning because they're just job fodder right now. So right now, we're going to take a team that I've been opinionated a bit in the last little while, a team who I used to think the world of, and now... I question where they fit into things. This week's Elite Delete falls on the Good Brothers. Oh, yeah. Now, first of all, I want to get Elio's opinion on the Good Brothers. Elio, are these guys elite or delete in your opinion? The Good Brothers, okay. Um, I was only ever familiar with Luke Gallows. Or, yeah, and because Carl Anderson was mostly in, in JPW and I wasn't watching it at that time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Delete because since they've been in uh, part of AEW with this crossover story, I haven't seen anything. Like, I'm, they, they confuse me with their, are they good guys, are they bad guys, and just all this back and forth. And mm-hmm. I've just never really been a big fan of this team, so I'm going to go with Delete. Okay, wow. and you're you're also looking at their WWE run, right? Because I know you followed them along. Yeah, there, well, yeah when I... When I gallows was with uh, the Street Edge Society in WWE, yeah. Okay, but don't, weren't they also for a little while? Didn't they yeah, like, they were uh, like a year or two. They, they, yeah, they, yeah, they, they were in there. See, okay. Um, I'd actually rather like uh, that one. There, that run better than this one that they're doing. Okay, so uh, Rick, you would you go elite to lead on this team? Yeah, you know this team, like Elio was saying, I followed them since their debut in WWE Raw. Um, you know, I'm waiting for them to be good, honestly. It's like they keep talking about how great this tag team is, and I don't know if it's the writing or what, but they never get an opportunity to be the best. Yeah, you put the titles on them, but they never have the best match. They never have a great match. It's just like, when are you guys going to be good? Um, the, the matches they have are just plain and I don't see why they should be elite. I want them to be elite for some strange reason, mm-hmm. but it's just hard for me to say elite when they're not giving us what they what they're saying that they can give us. They're coming up short every time. So I'm gonna have to say delete until they can prove me otherwise. Okay, uh, I think it took me a long time to snow. Now I was very much into New Japan. Of- like hardcore for quite a few years. And during that run, we did see the Good Brothers there. 
And they commanded a lot of respect. And unfortunately, they're proving what I didn't think was a big thing, but apparently it is, is sometimes New Japan wrestling and style does not translate well enough into the US market. And that being said, uh, I have not seen anything on the level, caliber, writing, whatever you want to throw at it, that the Good Brothers have done in Japan, comparatively what they've done in the WWE, and especially here in Impact in AEW. Um, it's like, oh man, it's like, you know, you, you hear about a superhero from overseas, and then he comes here, and not once does he deliver on his name. Yeah. Uh, they seem to be writing checks that they can't cash. You know, they're out there all the time. And, and I think, too, uh, this whole Good Brothers thing, it's annoying as hell. Yeah. Because it doesn't work as them being these just good old guys. They're supposed to be yep. heel, monster heels. They're bigger than most guys. Yet this kind of laid back attitude makes them not take them seriously. Yep. And are they portrayed as, are they, is their character that they're also stupid idiots? Because they're supposed to be a tag team and they're standing there listening to their manager tell that the other tag team is the best tag team in 2000 years as they sit there dumbly going, oh, that's right, they're the best. Well, yeah. what the hell are you guys supposed to be? You know? Comedy. <laughs> yeah, and not even, well, I, I, what, the comedy that's not funny? I, is this French? No, nah, they're pretty I, funny. I don't get it. <laughs> they're, they're pretty funny. Sometimes they're pretty funny. Sometimes. I Sometimes guess they're I, pretty good. Yeah. I failed to see the laughter. I, maybe it's because I want them to do better. No, yeah, because you want you want to take them seriously, and you can't. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you're right. And uh, I think it's a very dangerous corner to paint yourself in because w- we've learned in wrestling that once, once that you've betrayed as the clown or the comedy act, that never ends. Yep. And I'll tell you the best example of this. Do you remember... You know, Santino Morello, the idiot who ran around with his yeah. hand and say, yeah. Do you remember when he came in, he wasn't a joke? Yeah. Well, he Umaga. was a guy. He, yeah. yeah. He took on like Omaga. He took on this great big Samoan guy who took it to him, did all these things. And now nobody remembers ever, ever that that guy was a tough guy. All you remember is the idiot with the sock wrapped around his thing. So, uh, I, I, I don't want the, the Good Brothers to end up like that, but let's face it, they are well on the road to that. However, maybe AEW fans do not see it the same way as us, because when I was looking at the numbers that we had in our survey, 70% of you said that... Elite and uh, 31 with Elite. 70% seeing something, I don't know if there's much out of them, but this week's pick, the Good Brothers, looks like they're Elite in your guys' uh, opinions. Yeah, that's that's definitely uh, a weird thing. Seventy percent. Um, I want, like I said, I want to, I want them to be elite. I really do. Mm-hmm. So, and so hopefully, do I. I think yeah. That, well, let's move on now to our hot topics of the week. Okay, okay. Uh, the hot topics. The first one seems like a bit of a no-brainer, but as we're going to talk about this, I'm going to remind people of some things that would probably have forgotten. The first question has now that the uh, the Wednesday night wars are pretty much over. Uh, AEW and NXT are on different nights. Uh, they were to start the innovation pretty much of a regular picture-in-picture thing with the whole idea was that if you went to commercial, you wouldn't lose the fans. If they put the picture-in-picture there, the idea was the fan would stay and watch the little picture, still have the advertisement being paid and not turn the channel to the other thing. Now that there isn't a reason to turn the channel to any competition, should that be done away with? 
And uh, first of all, Rick, what are you thinking of the the picture and picture concept? Oh, I hate it. Absolutely hate it. I think they need to get rid of it. One of the things I love about go to commercials is it's a bathroom break. And also when they come back from the commercials, you can have, well, this is what happened during the break. And then they show you the replays. Now, if that, if you don't watch the picture in picture, you don't know what happened during the break. And you don't know if you missed a big high flying move or a power move. They don't ever show you the replay. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely a major flaw in it. I don't see the purpose in it. Get rid of it. Like, we don't need to watch every single aspect of the match. That's just, it's just a hindrance at this point. It's just something I don't want to watch on my TV screen is a smaller picture inside another picture. So, no, okay. get rid of it. Elio? I've never been a fan of picture in picture. When we started the Wednesday Night Wars, I made mm-hmm. a joke on the show. I'm like, because uh, you asked me which one I'd watch first, and I said I'd watch both picture in picture. But, uh, yeah, picture in picture doesn't work for me. I don't like it. Okay. Not a fan of it. Um, I like Rick said. I would rather think when a commercial come back and say this is what happened during the break. Okay. Well, you know what? Uh, you guys have heard me do nothing but complain the last year about picture in picture. How much I hated it. How much I can't stand having to look at that little screen and blah blah blah. However, we are forgetting something important here. Think back to when the WWE utilized picture in picture before the Monday Night War, before the, sorry, Wednesday War, okay? And back then, it was actually an interesting tool because it was used properly. I think the problem here is AEW, uh, in regards to their picture in picture usage, are giving us the shittiest layout possible. There is a way to make picture in picture usable and not aggravating. Um, I don't know why I would sit and have to watch, uh, you know, Kip Sabian and Miro fight like two idiots for 15 minutes straight. But yet in the middle of the key women's match, you're going to go to a picture in picture. It's just shitty layout for yeah, the show. That's another thing. They, they, pl- they placed it. They placed picture in picture during the wrong matches. Yeah. yeah. Now, don't you think that if they could take that away, like if they could pace it out better that the matches that you really want to see are the matches that um, aren't in picture in picture, or if you're going to put it in the middle of a hot um, match, why not have, because I mean, you have producers, you know, WWE, you know that at any time during a match, whether it's a 15, 30, whatever kind of match at minute seven, they pretty much know what's going to happen. Okay. You're telling me AEW doesn't know that? They should be able to know that. And if they know that, then why not, if you do have an exciting, hot match going on, why do you not put the picture in the picture in the kind of slowdown? And I don't mean total slowdown, like, you know, two minutes of fucking headlocks or something, but put it on a slowdown cycle so that fans aren't going to get mad that they're missing something or struggling to look at the little box. But sure, they know this could be the bathroom break slash... Well, if I'm super, super into these guys, even though I know not much is going to happen, I'm going to watch the bonus. And you turn that picture to picture into a bonus, not into a hindrance and not into like something you have to see if you really want to know what's going on. Because Rick's right. I mean, there is nothing more aggravating that in the middle of something hot going on that you're trying to struggle to watch what's going in the little boxes or you just lose it. And then you're like, oh, crap, what happened? You know? So I really do think picture in picture could could be a good thing if people just used it properly.
properly and it's just been misused. It's a tool because I mean, let's face it, it, it gives you more wrestling while they're getting paid to show the commercials. We should actually be all winning in this situation. But AEW especially is terribly bad for laying out when they do this and they've made us hate it. And I think, uh, I think it's going to be to their detriment. Now, yeah. no surprise here. 100% of the youth fans who voted in said, get rid of this picture-in-picture picture crap. Get rid of it, man. I don't no. blame you guys. However, the flip side, think of this. If you get rid of picture-in-picture, picture, that means in the average wrestling program, you're going to lose at least six to eight minutes of actual wrestling less than every episode, you know? So I'll take it. The I'll take, I got to pee. I got to pee, people. I don't know. I'm, I'm over four, so I can hold it for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rick. All no right. Problem. Let's move on to the next hot topic. The next hot topic is one that I've been kind of curious about is now, Kenny Omega has had this belt for a while. We're not even going to talk about yeah. how many times he's defended it. We're not going to talk about the quality of defense because I'm curious. And all this time he's had it, has he been a great champion? Do you look at Kenny Omega and go, yep, that's our champion? Because there's a lot of companies, whether good guys or bad guys, that you got to go, yep, that's our champion. Rick, I see you shaking your head there. Is Kenny Omega, has he had a good run so far as champion and why or why not? No, he's been a terrible champion. And, and I'll tell you why. I, and I am a WWE guy, so forgive me. But I look at a guy like Roman Reigns and I say, that's a champion. You know, he beats people down and he does a chicken shit heel too. You know, mm -hmm. him and Kenny Omega have the similar characters and he is destroying people and then he has his cousin help him win these matches. But Kenny Omega... He doesn't beat people down like Roman does, but then he also needs help. And it's just, it's, it's just something about it that just doesn't give me that oomph that, yeah, this is the world champion of the world. This is the mm -hmm. AEW. He's the top champion. He's a top dog. It's just something about it. And then it's just like, I just think it's honestly, I'm going to be, I'm going to give this to Kenny Omega. I honestly think it's the lack of pay-per-views. Honestly, mm -hmm. like big show matches and stuff like that. I think the lack of that, having like four shows a year, that's not what they need. They need to have a show every month or every two months at this point. It's just that's what's holding him back. He doesn't mm -hmm. have opportunities to perform on a big stage. So I think that's what it is that's holding him back. I, is he a great champion? No, not right now. Okay. Uh, Elio? So when um when we when he won the championship they started this uh, crossover. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, it was it was cool. Like uh, he, we have a new champion, but uh, I I don't I don't like uh, I don't like his the presentation the way he's being presented as a champion. Mm -hmm. And like uh, like Rick said, um, he needs like help. Like when he's beating down his opponents, youngster. He's got the young bucks there. He's got the good brothers. He's got Don mm -hmm. Callis. We all know I can't stand him. I thought he was your best friend. I'm <laughs> sure he was taken. But yeah, no, I'm going to say no. Not right okay. now. Now, I, I get it. You know, like, um, I've the presentation of Kenny Omega during this whole run, I mean, you could tell from the moment he captured the belt, it seemed like everything changed again. Yeah. And not in a good way. And the problem with him is, um, I agree he needs to uh, have bigger matches, 
But I mean, why doesn't he just wrestle once a month at least on on impact or sorry on dynamite and make it a big in thing? Then you yeah. can build him up as a champion, right? Uh, the problem is he's playing this character who kind of skirts around. He's trying to do the old Ric Flair thing where he's yeah. the fancy ass asshole that you want to see beat, right? But the difference was Ric Flair went out constantly. And sure, maybe he'd run away a lot, but he was constantly out there. So you knew the champion was the target, right? The problem with Omega is he's not out there enough. So even though he's playing the Ric Flair character, you don't get a chance to hate him enough to want to see someone beat him. Yep. He kind of just fades into the background. There's other feuds. There's minor feuds going on that have more attention than the world champion. And that's ridiculous. Yep. Okay. You know, it seems his bigger feuds right now are involved in people in other companies. And it's like, how does that serve your current company? You know, you don't look like the giant. I mean, right now, Cody Rhodes would, re you could honestly think if he didn't see a belt on them, then maybe Cody Rhodes over the last year was the champion because that yeah. dude was fighting in more bigger events than anything. So, yep. I got a problem with that. I think he's a great wrestler. Um, I think he's innovative. He ha oh, yeah. has a unique move set. Yep. But, but he does not give us enough to give him, to give us that emotional investment of hating him enough or loving him enough to care enough. So in my opinion, I don't think he's been the best champion. I think well, Mox, sorry, Tom. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, who, who does that for you? Who is the better champion? Who can be a great champion in AEW? Um, who would you like, say? Like currently, who could rise up and be a good champion? Is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know what? I, I For a while, I thought perhaps Adam Page, but the weird booking of him makes his character almost like, is he yeah. just along for the ride lately? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and I asked you that question because honestly, yeah. Tom, TJ, I don't know. I, I really don't know who can be a top champion in AEW right now. It yeah, seems if, like if, Mox if, is booking If you ask one. me, I couldn't go, uh, so I couldn't come up with any name. I, I think yeah. only Mox, and I think we're kind of sick of his style. <laughs> yeah. You know, we yeah, need a rest from him before we come back. Uh, I'm sure he'll be a champion down the road, and we'll be excited then, but I think right now he's kind of burnt out his bridges. But you're right. Uh, all the top guys are kind of presented as if they're more interested in other ridiculous things. Yeah. Uh, Miro, this Oof. whole time, should have been the guy – chomping at the bit in the background and yet now all he cares about you know he went through this video game crap and now he's just pissed at his ex his maybe ex-partner so yep. once again here's a guy with blinders on not looking at the belt you know uh christian cage he came in he's gonna do all this stuff now he's getting beat up by somebody who has less matches than <laughs> anybody i mean it's you know such poor showings from they, they're not giving guys the chance to rise up and look like contenders yeah so, you're right who do we look at I don't think I don't see anybody who's like a serious challenge right now to the belt. But that being said, does that mean the belt isn't really that seriously worth taking at right now? It seems like the TNT. It seems like Darby Allen's belt is more of a belt for people to chase than in the world. Yeah, belt. no, you're that's right. Strange. That's very strange. So yeah, good question, Rick. Good question. Yeah. Uh, looking at the fans, seventy-four percent of you have voted yes. You thought he was a uh, a credible good champion. Twenty-six percent. Uh, you know, that reminds me of a very pertinent and saying, I believe it might have been out of the Bible or it might have been for Rick Serrano. I believe <laughs> it is. Uh, that's interesting. But stupid. <laughs> All right. You know what, fans? Uh, we are going to go to a uh, quick commercial break. Uh, before we do, I got to throw out, we got to do our uh, business here. Uh, Elio. 
please tell people where they can write in to, uh, you know, make comments about the show, give us ideas, uh, anything they want to do. Where can so you, fans can, write you can write to us on Facebook at Wrestling POV Podcast, Instagram Wrestling POV One, and Twitter at Wrestling POV. Well, did you know what, Elio? Did you? Can you? I know the folks can't see what I'm wearing. Can you see what I'm wearing? What is this? What is it? What's it's a, a t-shirt. It's a t-shirt. Did you know that you could buy a t-shirt that said Wrestling POV Global on it that you could support the Global Show? I believe there's have, five. Well, no, no, there's only two that say global. Or <laughs> there's three no, others. There's all five. together. All, all together there's five because there's three that also represent Wrestling POV Podcast. These are some fine shirts. Five available t-shirts right now at ProWrestlingTees.com backslash, uh, what the hell is it? Wrestling, Wrestling POV. POV. <laughs> Anyways, there are t-shirts available. They're $19.95 each. Uh, they're tremendous looking. I fell in love with the new design. I don't know who the genius who came up with the new global design is, but man, I fell in love with that stuff. And uh, I, I've, I've been buying, I bought a couple myself and, and I would suggest trying them out. You know, there, there's some, you want to represent a podcast you're listening to. Hopefully we give you some fun. Hopefully we give you some insight and uh, show you into the brotherhood of wrestling here. Help support us by buying these t-shirts. All the money goes towards funding these shows because this, this isn't the only show we have. Uh, Rick, tell the people about yeah. all the other shows we have and where they can Absolute, find them. Absolutely. Well, like TJ said, we have Wrestling POV Global, which you can find every Friday on iTunes, YouTube, Poppy, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn Radio for free, as well as Wrestling POV, where you can find myself, Clay Cummings, and Tony Diaz as we discuss everything WWE, from Monday Night Raw to SmackDown to NXT to NXT UK. And we do dabble a little bit in AEW. Also, we have Wrestling POV Quarantine, our YouTube-based show, where we have uh, new guests come on every week, every Wednesday. We've had Bushwhacker Luke, Savio Vega. We've had big names like Ron Fuller, D'Lo yeah. Brown, you know, uh, Dan Crawford. You know, I get so excited about this. I'll be forgetting names, but we've had huge names on this show, and you don't want to miss out every Wednesday. Also, we have Aftermath, WPOV Aftermath, which is our pay-per-view-based show which after every major pay-per-view, you will be hearing from one of the six of us guys. Maybe we bring on some other guests too. And we discuss and we give out the pay-per-view points game championship, which right now is being held by Tony Diaz. And if you're in last place like me, you get the Rick Serrano the Turd Award. And yes, I am the turd this week. It's okay. Now, <laughs> I got I to gotta ask, you know, you've been a gentleman about this and I didn't actually, I can't remember. <laughs> if you hadn't lost this bet... Yes. And there hadn't been a bet. Would you have? Would you or Andy have actually come out as the turd? No, I would have came well, in third from last. Do you uh, remember the name of the person? I I don't remember who you guys sh- said on the show. Yeah, or do I you saved, not want to say it? I say I saved Miss Kaylee Cummings, Clay Cummings' oh. wife. I saved her. <laughs> I did it on purpose, TJ. I saw that she was losing, so I said, "Let me lose on purpose just to help her out." That's what you're I a did. gentleman. You're a gentleman. Thank you. Thank I can't you. believe Andy has been rubbing it in your face like that. Exactly. Anyways, where is the lone wolf anyways? He, you know what? He's on special assignment. We've sent him off to the far east. He is doing a special project for us. Hopefully we'll have him soon. You know what, folks? We're going to take the time now to take a commercial break. I'd say lock the doors, take off the lab shades, put on a new shirt. We're going to do some uh, AEW Dynamite. This is Javier Oist. I wrote, write for ProWrestlingStories.com, and you're listening to WPOV Global. All right, folks, we are back. Let's take a look at this week's AEW Dynamite. 
dynamite. I am so not sure how to approach shows these days. Every time I come in with a great attitude, I get let down. Every time I get scared, I'm not sure what's going to happen. I went into this week's really trepidatious because last week was absolute pile of crap that we got for a show. What were we going to get this week? I'm starting to feel like the battered wife syndrome. I'm not sure <laughs> if the light goes low, am I going to get hit? I don't know. You know, like what's going on? So I, I'm, I'm just kidding. We shouldn't really joke about that. But it, you get the idea. You don't know what you're going to get each week from Dynamite. This week, well, we're going to talk about it right now and see what we got. All right. Uh, first of all, <laughs> the Young Bucks. We have we open up with this Young Bucks uh, promo with them talking about how they chose friendship. They yes. decided to go with the friendship route. And you know what? They're it's about time that they change some things. And, and okay, I want you fans to brace yourself. If you did not watch tonight's episode, you're listening to us for some weird reason to us before you saw it. I need you to sit down, okay? I need you to sit down right now because this is going to knock you off your feet. It's going to shock you. You're no. not going to believe this, but no. the Young Bucks have actually cut the tassels. Oh, my God. I, it's, it's like this is another reckoning of man. This I, I don't know what to say. It, this is like Bailey killing the Bailey buddies. It's I don't know what's going on, but uh, yes, the Young Bucks have cut the tassels off. Jesus, can I even say this crap? All right. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> Uh, I was now I'm really worried. We're only two minutes, like a minute and a half into the show, and I'm like, oh god, yeah, this is going to be a steaming turd. But we'll find I'll out. tell you this. I'll tell you this, TJ. I yes. though the tassel cutting was terrible. Yes, I think the aggressiveness from them wasn't mm-hmm. that bad. I appreciated. Okay, so now they're going to steer in this direction as they're going to be heels, and that I can appreciate. Like now they I identify so, yeah. as heels. Yeah. Wasn't it nice to see Nick Jackson? I mean, usually he acts like he's had a lobotomy. He's just like yep. standing there in the back with drool coming down his face. Uh-huh. Going, oh. He actually looked like he was alive today. That that was a nice change. Yeah. Um, now, <laughs> let's call it, there's a little something you have to do to be a wrestling fan. Any wrestling fan tells you to get through wrestling, you have to take a thing called belief and you have to suspend it. Okay. Because there are things that'll tell you what you're seeing. Logic will tell you what you're seeing has to be ignored. But sometimes they throw so much at you that it can't be ignored. First of all, you have Mike Tyson coming out with the, ha, I'm Mike Tyson, and I'm so happy to be here. With, his, with that horrible lisp of his, he's, he's like got this listen, horrible Mike, animated stick. If up. you're listening, Mike, listen, man. This My name bro- is Elio Canella, and I'll take your ass on, Mike, anytime. <laughs> in Toronto, Canada, okay? Yeah, I live just out of Toronto, Mike. Come find me. <laughs> And as you beat me, I'll keep saying you must be mistaken. All right. <laughs> so this is why, okay, not a, let's contrast this. To, okay, first of all, Mike Tyson, the baddest man in the world, playing this overly happy dude. MJF comes out, and MJF. Now, well, MJF is not an idiot. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure any of us would not pull little cuts towards Mike Tyson if we even had the guts to stand in front of him, let alone poke these things that like MJF did. Then this is where you know there you have to suspend disbelief here because there's no way in hell that Mike Tyson is turning down any kind of payday. This dude will do anything for money. He's an entertainment whore. He will do anything for money. So you're going to hand him a blank check and he's going to go, no, my honest, too much, and rip it off. Or try barely to grab- rip it off. Yeah. yeah, or barely grab it. Would he never really grab it? Yeah. And he was like- yeah. 
painful. But just the fact that you know that, come on, Mike Tyson does anything for money. I mean, I'm sure if there could be a brand of Mike Tyson tampons, he would sell them if he could make money for them. You know what I mean? The but I'll tell you this. Good. I'll tell you this, man. Mike Tyson, a.k.a. the baddest man on the planet, man, the fact that he didn't knock the shit out of MJF, man, because MJF, man, he came too close. First of yeah. all, you invaded my space, and you're talking all this crap, and then you're going to come and take jabs at me? Bro, like, I'm a New Yorker. I'm a Brooklynite. He's from Brooklyn. Like, we about that life. You don't come in our face. You don't come into our territory and try to run up on us. So the fact that Mike Tyson didn't decapitate this dude, I don't know what's going on, man. I think, again, I think Mike's getting soft. And, again, my name is Elio Canella. If Mike hears this. <laughs> why, are he, why am I being thrown under the bus here? What's going on? <laughs> Rick? I love you, dude, but I could go the rest of my life without you ever saying that a man shouldn't come in your face. I can go the rest of my life without hearing no sentences ever again. <laughs> no, but you're right. there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> yes, there is. <laughs> if it's my face, there's something very wrong. <laughs> Anyhow, um, yeah, you make a good point. I mean, he was really in Mike Tyson's face. So, I mean, he's always had that reputation of being an aggressive person. So, you're knowing, okay. This is obviously play acting yeah. going out of hand. Um, okay, so now we get into our first match. The Young Bucks put their belts up against uh, Felix and Pack. And uh, the first thing I got to say, what the hell is that? Is some ugly ass gear. I mean, oh. their gear looks even stupider. You know, it's bad when you, with even without tassels, your gear looks even dumber. Holy smokes. Never have I wanted somebody to have tassels. Like they, what they were wearing today was absolute crap. I don't know who yeah. dresses those guys. And Andy <laughs> Anderson made a comment about it. He's like, well, that's AEW is getting into your head because they're not black. They're not white. They're, they're different shades of gray. So you don't know if they're heels or baby faces. <laughs> wow. The lone wolf is really putting a lot more into the writing ability than we've seen ever in the show. <laughs> Today, Daniel Bryan is wearing a shade of purple that reminds you of the economic downtrends of South Africa. From this, we can gather... No, my God. Okay. <laughs> that sound about is right. Okay. Um, so my notes on this one... Um, at first, there's a hell of a lot of gymnastic stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, like, what was the whole... Okay. There's this point... Okay, first, I got to say this. You guys would think that I'm going to crap on this match. But to be honest, I actually enjoyed this match. Uh, there were lots of buildup in the beginning, and then it went all out to their crazy moves, lots of things. But for one thing, I really enjoyed the fact that the Young Bucks didn't play the stupid... The little dumb junk they play, like yeah. uh, Matt acting like he's like one of the road warriors. He no sells for anything, and he does five hundred freaking suplexes in a row. We didn't get that crap today, okay? And we didn't get. Uh, we got a much more animated Nick Jackson. They wrestled uh, the style that I enjoy with them. It's a bit of a hybrid style where they actually sell, and yet they still do moves, but also uh, take moves like because. Watching Felix and uh, and uh, or Phoenix and uh, Pack, those two guys really had some incredibly good stuff themselves yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this match, I mean, there was some cool stuff. I mean, did you see the crazy Canadian destroyer that uh, Nick worked in from a flip? 
Yeah. That was, it was almost, I almost was, I didn't even want to call it a Canadian destroyer because while it was the same result, it was nowhere of the setup of a Canadian destroyer. So it was like, wow, did he just invent a cool move? I don't know. The young buck destroyer. I don't know, but uh, it was pretty cool. Um, the match ends with uh, a, a typical dirty move, the, the remove the mask thing, whip off. I mean, I have a problem with that because we've seen Phoenix get his mask ripped off at least three or four times now in AEW, halts yeah. the match, whatever. Even his brother did it to him. Um, it kind of loses the impact of that whole idea when you see it too much. So yeah. that I had a problem with. But I got to say, overall, it was a pretty good match. Uh, a lot better than I you, I have come to expect from the Young Bucks, and I enjoyed this. Uh, Rick? Yeah, like you said, this was a pretty good match. I, I would say average at best. I think uh, they could have given us a better showing. Um, the ripping of the mask, I think Phoenix needs to just get a better mask because that yeah. shit just keeps flying off so easily. Um, oh, this thing like, has ropes? <laughs> yeah, I think the gear on the Young Bucks was dreadful. I think the match overall was average. Yeah, I think we could have had more. Like, they've been hyping up this match for a long time, and we finally get it, and it went almost 30 minutes, and it was just like, this is your best you can give me? Yeah, it was long. Yeah, it was endurance-based, but I didn't really feel that oomph from it. I risk, I, I wanted more from it. So that's that's my take. Okay. Did, and, and I'll, oh, did, this, did this feel Sorry. like a championship match to other people? No, it didn't. Yeah, that's, yeah, what, that's what I was thinking. I, like, I was watching this. I'm like, this doesn't feel like a championship match. It, it, it did feel like it was missing some components. That's for sure. Um, just want to throw this out there. You guys might not be old enough for this, but when you take a look at the gear that they were wearing, like after they took off those horrible... Uh, leather jackets with the gear is if you ever watch like movies like the road warrior or uh, mad max in the 80s they look like they were extras in a post-apocalyptic uh scenery in the back it was just so 80s crappy generic 80s crappy uh lasertron remember there was a tag team wasn't there a tag team called lasertron or something like that that had idiots dressed like this there was a wrestler named lasertron back in the 80s okay that was there there was a a tag team like a space yeah, that's what these guys kind of look like. They look like those. The, there was a tag team. I can't remember what they were. They were like some futuristic dudes. It was just comes off as just cheese ball. Thing is, they need the tassels. Bring the tassels back. <sighs> I'm not going <laughs> to agree with that, but if you're not, they just not. It's not young books. <laughs> uh, uh, Elio, overall in this match. Yeah, yeah. Like I was saying, uh, this was just an okay match for me. It was an average match. I. I enjoyed uh, all the all the moves and like especially the destroyer mm-hmm. that Nick uh, pulled off. Um, but uh, again, it didn't feel like a championship match. It just felt like it was there. Okay, okay. I thought there was some unique stuff in it. Uh, I liked a lot of the back and forth stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there was still an element missing. But I'm gonna say I did enjoy the match overall more so than most Young Buck matches I see. And I have to say because definitely because of Phoenix and uh, Pack, they really those two guys are are really talented. I'm going to give them that. Uh, let's move on. Um, the dork. I just put, I wrote down dork order dumb. Because <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's the same crap all the time. And now that's, we've talked about comedians or funny wrestlers. The only way to stay fresh and relevant is to keep moving the bar. Right. Yeah. But if you keep doing the same tired mm-hmm. routine, who cares anymore? Was there anything that you did? Any of you guys really laugh at or enjoy I, any of the nonsense I, in this? 
I wanted to understand why Adam Page is the number one contender, not talking about going after the title, and yeah. not taking the question from from the what's his name, uh, Marv. Oh, uh... <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Sorry, I keep thinking of some other nicknames people have given him. Marv Avres, Alex Marvez. Alex, Alex Marvez. Marvez. <laughs> yeah. Marvez. Wow. See, yeah, so Alex Marvez, I think they could have he, he could have taken it more seriously and be like, yeah, I am the number one contender. And yeah, I'm looking at you, Kenny Omega. Instead, he's talking about buying food. And uh, it just wasn't it. You know, well, this is stupid. You outlined a very serious question here in the beginning of this whole show. Uh, when you said, who do you see as viable contenders yeah. for that belt? And here's the problem. Adam Page could be a viable contender, but his presentation makes you think he doesn't even interested in it. Yeah. So why are yeah. you going to take him seriously? Um, I'm tired of the shades of gray. Oh, they keep, oh, will the will young bucks turn? Ooh, who do they care about? Ooh, is Adam Page care? Ooh, is he more concerned with the dark? Or, oh, does he care about, you know, like nobody actually does that. Yeah. They, they write this crap thinking that's what you're doing like you're they're, they're putting questions in your mind and they're not all they're doing is making us reminding us that adam page is never going to be the champion that's yeah. unfortunately the effect it has on us uh i'm gonna say that kind of stuff is dumb uh here i'm gonna throw out uh some funny things okay we had chris jericho and in the inner circle and mike tyson once again this came across as very bizarre for me. You have Chris Jericho. We're going to rectify the mistakes we've done. Like he sounded like a politician. Yeah. Uh, you have, um, um, what, what are the tag team called again in the back? Uh, Santana Ortiz. Powerful. Santana and Ortiz. They are looking like seriously deadly, especially Ortiz. He's looking yeah. like a guy who will like scare paint off a building by staring at it. You I, know? Love, I like this one a lot better than the Ortiz that we were seeing with the theatrics. Oh, yeah, the cat thing, yes. Now, here's the thing is you've got Chris Jericho. He has got his nose so far up our butts right now to be that he's a good guy. And then this, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I guess I want a little more reality, but I do know if I had some kind of conversion, I'm not phoning my deadliest enemies, the guy who punched me out 10 years ago and say, you know what, well, man, I've changed, and and I, I, I want us to be friends. You know, like, I, I, I'm up on that, Mike. I just, you know, it, it breaks my heart that we're not buddies, Mike. <laughs> I, I, it just came across as so silly. Wait, wait, didn't Chris Chuko get an accent? <laughs> you know what, Mike Tyson, I'll take you on any time. My name's Elio Canella. I live in town. All right. Um... <laughs> And no, I'm not mistaken by what I say. All right. Um, so, yeah, I thought this was kind of dumb. Um, I don't know if there's anything you guys want to talk about. Uh, just, just... It was better with this, with Tyson and Jericho have a better connection than MJF and Tyson. That's for sure. Like Tyson yes. seemed a lot more comfortable in this uh, interview. That is true. But did it also, all, did, did you still, I still had that nagging feeling. Tyson's going to turn on him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, but he didn't, but it sure felt like he was going to. Yeah. Um, Jade Cargill versus Red Velvet. Kudos, Rick. I'm seeing what you see. Jade Cargill can be definitely a superstar. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about Miz and Morrison selling for people? Red Velvet. Holy crap. Where have they kept this girl hidden? Because uh-huh. you know what? She can't really run with Cargill because she's too small. But man, she is a damn good wrestler. And she really really made Jade look like a million bucks again tonight. 
Yeah, uh, she's a number two ranked red yeah. velvet. Uh, she's about to get dropped by <laughs> Britt Baker. But uh, Jade, like like we've been saying, man, she looks good. Like Booker T would say, she looks good. Um, I'm really impressed by her. I, I hope to see her one day in that title picture, man, because she will definitely run this women's division. I'm curious to see how many girls she's going to kick the teeth out of because that pick of her comes higher, closer, and deadlier every time oh, she oh, uses yeah. it. Because then they have a dentist on, on payroll. Yeah, yeah, good thing Britt can get down there and fix up uh, whoever's teeth gets knocked you out. You know what? You but. know what? That would be a good pairing. How about that? Britt Baker with Jane Cargill as like her enforcer. I just I think that's the kind of thing where you would approach it more as a tag team and then their egos would just blow up on each other. Because let's face it, Cargill is not going to be the enforcer. She yeah. wants to be star right now. She's apparently she's that bitch. That's true. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> throw that that's out true. Didn't somebody on WWE, by the way, rip that off last week and say and, and use that same line? Charlotte. Charlotte, yeah, Charlotte, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. that bitch. Like, mm, okay. <laughs> uh, Elio, uh... you know, I enjoyed this match. Uh, this was a great match. Uh, I'm impressed with Gene Cargo. Like, okay. I, I see she still needs some work, but uh, I like what I'm seeing so far. Okay. And Rick, did you want to throw off anything about this match? Yeah, it was a solid match. I thought, like you said, Red Velvet sold great, and uh, Jade looks like a million bucks. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Moving on, we're looking at, uh, okay, uh, Britt Baker explaining the ranking system. She spent all of last week dumping all over the system. Now she's explaining the system and trying to tell us exactly how she's working her way up. I don't know, guys. This is just, the two things I got out of this is one, this is dumb. I I don't really care about this explanation, whatever. Um, Reba looked uh, strangely attractive this week. Usually she looks just like fuddled and double. I don't know. He was just tired. He was tired. So really, so am I seeing something that's not there? Yeah, you're seeing something that's not there. I can do it. I can do that. Uh, (laughs) You guys, do you finding this this, uh, informative or entertaining or... I am entertained by it. I'm entertained by it. I think uh, Britt Baker is the future women's champion. I think Mm -hmm. she's just showing you why you should tune in and watch her. So I will be watching that Elevation match because I want to see more of Rip Baker, honestly. So she's definitely pulling people to want to watch her and see her uh, compete. So she's doing the right thing. I'm glad you said that because I don't know if you guys have heard some of the stories that have been going around the last week about uh, Rip Baker. Um, Apparently... Uh, AEW has, you know, how they track the different demographics of who's watching the show and ages and sex and whatever, but there has been a noticeable drop in women viewership after coming out of the Britt Baker uh, match. Oh, wow. uh, Apparently, a lot of women viewers were extremely turned off by that kind of match, and they have not come back. They have unsanctioned one? Yes. Yes, the, wow. the, the, the tracking demographics have, have shown that women have noticeably a good chunk of women viewers left after that and have not returned. And, and it's, it's directly coming from that match. But maybe, maybe women did not want to see a match go that crazy with their yeah. women stars. And I'm not sure. And maybe that'll turn around. But that's the current thing they're looking at. And maybe that's why right now they're, they're back to 
presenting Britt Baker as because you remember she started off with the how tough she was crap because yeah. of that. now that seems to have been thrown away and they're more she's back to her comedy thing so maybe that's what they're looking at because unfortunately you can have what looks like a great match but if it turns off a giant demographic of your audience that's problematic aw needs to build a big women's uh, uh fan base so let's see how that goes down the road uh elio uh what did you think of it? Do you, do you have a care about this ranking things? Do you want to weigh in on it or you just want to go? The, 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 the rankings uh, don't mean nothing. I don't care about the rankings, but uh, Britt Baker made it entertaining. Okay. Enough for me to like actually care and, uh, and uh, listen to the segment and what you had to say about it. Okay. Now we're going to move on to the next thing. And I want your guys' real opinion on this because I'm going to say what I thought. And this kind of annoyed me. Uh, Anthony Ogogo's debut. Okay, I wrote that he wrestled nobody because they didn't really say the guy's name till later. Cole Carter. Yeah, but it, it yeah, was funny. Okay, I, I they said his name after rights. I wrote the name, but it was sort of like it was so they just slipped it in there. It wasn't like Anthony Agogo is going to take on Cole Carter. It was more like, oh, Cole Carter is going to get his You know, like it was like there was no way. You know what I mean? Um, okay, so they he came out. I gotta say, I really liked the presentation of him coming out, although it was extremely confusing because I didn't really know who he was. And they have this big dude in white walking. And I'm like, I honestly thought this just at first glance that I thought when they were announcing Anthony Ogogo and he put his hands and he was doing, you know, this and that the great big guy is like right there in white. I thought the big guy was him and that the guy in the front was the dude <laughs> from uh, the acclaimed who wasn't hurt anymore. And he was going to fight him. <laughs> like, and then I'm like, Oh no, wait, that's not him. Like, you know, like it was a little bit unclear when they came out who was who for some reason, because that maybe because that guy is so big and he was right there. He commanded your attention. I don't know that dude's name, but he's part of the monster factory or whatever, but I did kind of like them all coming out. Strangely enough, I found QT Marshall a lot more interesting when he says <laughs> nothing. <laughs> With his polo shirt. <laughs> he seemed a lot more interesting today than he's ever been in a long time. Yeah. Um, what I do have a problem is this. It's okay if you're a boxer or a fighter coming in to be a wrestler, okay? Mm -hmm. But the whole, he takes one shot to the stomach and the referee stops the yeah, match. I was like, what? Okay. We've seen guys beat each other with freaking cheese graters and they're still going on. And I'm supposed to believe the referee saw one punch and went, oh my God, I think I heard his spleen break. We better stop the match. Uh, if you're going to do the, the stop punch thing make it look like a devastating thing a punch to i've been punched in the stomach it hurts yeah i'll crumble for a sec but i'll get up it's not going to kill you so now, i have a problem with that did he throw a right hand punch it was a right hand punch right yeah, to, yeah i think so to the body yeah. because from my understanding from watching rocky balboa it's the left hand to the body to the liver that does the damage and knocks you down so if you're throwing a right hand to the body, you're not hitting an organ that's gonna like debilitate you. Like a shot to the liver, I'll I'll be like, oh shit, yeah, a liver punch took him down and he went down. Whatever. Um, so you're quoting scientific fact from a movie starring Sylvester Stallone. Okay, <laughs> go on. <laughs> I just I just wanted some context to this exactly. explanation. No, but but also I do follow MMA and the, uh -huh. like the liver kicks and everything is debilitating. I've seen body blows take a person out. So mm -hmm. you got to do your homework on that. You got if you're gonna hit somebody with a body shot, you got to make sure you're hitting them in the right spot. But also. You have fucking Mike Tyson on the show, and yeah. he 
and and, and I'm going ahead of myself. Yep. He laid a fucking knockout punch. Yep. That's what you need to be throwing, not a yes. body punch. You need to yes. throw a knockout punch, like the That's Big the Show point. or whatever. Yes. You know, you have yep. Big Show on your show. <laughs> throw a knockout punch. You're an Olympian, right? That's what they call yep. him, an Olympian boxer, bro. <laughs> That, that's what they do in Britain, in England, because they, they, no, they don't do, do, they do in two minute rounds. They do in two minute rounds. And <laughs> oh, anyways. Lord. Yeah, no, this was a, a Anthony. Oh, no, no. Uh, no, I did <laughs> yeah. not like this match at all. This was terrible. Yeah, I, I agree with you. That's what I was wondering because I, I just thought, you're right. If you're going to do a one punch thing like that, make it to the face, make it look like it's something devastating. Uh, how is the referee supposed to guess? He's a, he's a professional wrestler. He's not an MMA referee. He's not, oh, that, that's definitely a punch to the liver. Like, come on. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Elio, you want to weigh in on that? And this was, I'm sitting there watching this. Okay. I'm like, okay, this is this guy's debut. His AEW debut. So. Of course, he was uh, his opponent, whatever, Cole Carter. I, I didn't even I get the name at first, but um, so it was what it was a squash bench. Uh, when, when he threw that punch, and uh, the guy went down, I'm like, Wait, what happened? What just happened? That's the end of the match. Yeah, I had to terrible. rewind it and go, That was something bad. happened here. <laughs> that was terrible. I didn't like it. Yeah, I, I think that's not a good way because. You haven't established that look that he is devastating. You just established that they're going to push him. Yeah. You know what I mean? He can throw just a punch. punch. He can throw yeah. a punch. He, or whatever. Yeah, that's it. Now, you ever meet those guys who you put your they, – they do something really cool out of nowhere, and you're like, that's the guy for me. And then they screw around and mess it all around, and you kind of go – and then they do something cool, and you go, that's for me. And then yep. they do it again. Well, that's what I'm starting to feel with Miro, Miro right now, or Miro <laughs> or whatever. He – came out with one of those great devastating looking he's a mad monster but man i've had this presented to me how many times and how many times has he shit the bed on this i i i really i i'm to the point where it's not even that i wish it will or won't happen it's almost getting to i don't care anymore like come on man how many times you're gonna throw him out there like he's gonna be something awesome and then just take it away so, for, for, yeah, for, right. for, for me, it's, it's like I, I don't care. And it's like more of I'll see it, I'll believe it when I see it. Right. And so, what is he set up for? To fight Kip now? Does, does anyone really care about watching him beat up Kip Sabian? No. Nope. Bro, set him up as the Bulgarian pit bull and have him go after the elite and yeah. say, I want you, Kenny Omega, and have him get his ass kicked on a week to week basis, get him built up as a baby face. Get everybody behind him and then show him, take him out one by one until he gets to Kenny Omega. That's how you build a baby face. That's how you build a superstar. And Miro, it's almost there. I feel it. I feel like they're yeah. almost yeah. so close. But if they have a match with him and uh, and Kip, I feel like that's just going to pull them back. So I'm just yeah. like, all right, please Definitely. don't do that. Let it him is lose. a step back. It is a yeah. step back. And uh, if anything, really <laughs> – do you, you could just bypass Kip. I mean, it's not like he's really been yeah. any kind of importance or anything. Basically, Miro could come out and say, stay out of my way, little man, or I'll kill you. And Kip, be the coward he is, go, hey, I'm out of your way. They part ways. And Kip goes on to whatever crap he does in video games, and Miro goes on to bigger things. But no, now he's going to waste his time hunting down his ex-partner. Yeah. Waste of time. Waste of time. All right, we go over to now Chris Jericho uh, with uh, fighting Dax Harwood. In uh, this that's match. the axe, yeah. How many 
Where did that? That's only been coming up the last two or three weeks. No one ever mentioned it in his entire career. Is Dax? Yeah. the last. That's the thing new because yeah, I've never it's, heard it's it. It's the second before. week they've said it, but they said it like eight hundred times in tonight's match. No, this was this was honestly. I thought it was a good match. I thought it was actually uh-huh. match of the night. I was entertained by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Tyson's mm-hmm. punch that was dead on on Cash. That looked Wheeler. good. I don't that know. Was, I don't know if that was a real legit punch or he just made it look beautiful. But man, it made me he drop. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was that was clean as a whistle, man. I was right on the money. Um, I thought it was a great match. Uh, Andy Anderson also has chimed in and says that Elio Canella could sing Judas to him to put him to sleep any night. So apparently, uh, he you got a fan, Elio, to sing Judas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you know what. Um, there is one thing I want to point out here, though. For the great knockout punch that happened in this, right? Yeah. And Mike Tyson was awkward as hell outside. A little um, bit, yeah. It seemed like he forgot what to do at times. There was a few times where he leaned in to grab... One of the guys, yeah. Like, yeah, like he was going to break something up and then he didn't know what he was doing. Uh, he's supposed to got really mad and then he realized, oh, this isn't the time and he backed off. And it was too obvious that... He was waiting for some kind of cues to do things. And I found that distracting. Yeah. He's supposed to be a bit of the attention and he's definitely not being the attention. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I get you. But I definitely like uh, uh, Cash Wheeler on the outside and also with Sammy Guevara outside as well. I thought that was pretty cool. I like the little mini brawl they had where they had all the other guys Mm -hmm. from uh, the groups coming out and having the brawl with the, pinnacle and inner circle that was pretty badass as well elio what were your thoughts on this match yeah this was a match of the night for me uh from tyson's punch uh, when he dropped wheeler to that brawl between Guevara and um and wheeler he was uh wheeler on the outside and everyone coming in that brawl between pinnacle and inner circle yeah that was a good match give props to Guevara. Man, when he like went yep. jumping and flying across the yeah. air and nailed Harwood, it was like, whoa, <laughs> that that was pretty good. Uh, yeah, I, I guess you know it's the best we've seen Chris Jericho do a singles fight in a while, but it's still, I don't know, for me, it's still. I just wanted a little bit more. I'm going to say, okay. And they initiated a Mike Tyson into the inner circle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's in so DX. He's in. He's in. We have a new member. Yeah. You know what I think it is with Jericho is I watched the Stone Cold uh, Broken Skull Sessions with Chris Jericho. That was great. uh, Yeah, it was awesome. They talk about AEW and everything. And I really think it got my fandom for Chris Jericho back up. And I was just like, so watching Jericho again, I was like, you know what? He can still go. I was was still like, all right, Mm -hmm. he can still go. So I was impressed. Now, I got to admit the funniest thing in the world for me was he never misses it to see how goofy it looks when he misses the Judas uh, yeah. <laughs> elbow. He's like, oh, he, they made it sound like it was so horrendous. All he did was turn. He yeah. missed. <laughs> just like, well, he just turned. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, you guys think of it as the match of the night. That's cool. I'm going to say for me, it was a second match. I still really like the Young Bucks uh, okay. opening match a little bit more. Okay. Uh, but this was good. It was solid. Um, this is where things, okay, the Omega group promo was just, Oh, man. How can a group that's supposed to be, they have the belt, they have the world belt, they have the tag team belts, and they're the boringest group ever. Like, yeah. they just, they talk it through their asses and you know it. Well, TJ, yeah. did, did, did you know that the Young Bucks are the greatest tag team in the last 2,000 years? 
Oh, geez. <laughs> what a stupid line. I had to go back and rewind that because I'm like, did he just say that? With the good yeah. brothers there, like, Duh. Yeah, oh, they're so <laughs> much better bad. than us. That, that we're three times bad. their size and weight, but they're better than us, George. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that was bad. That segment, I like that segment. Nah, what's bad. worse is Don Collis uh, super kicking the camera guy. <laughs> right? Couldn't even get his leg up. <laughs> well, what about Don Callis? Those are two of the nicest boys I've ever had the privilege of being around. It's like you dumped on them for weeks. Yep. <laughs> and now they're your best. Yeah. Don Callis. I don't know. You know, as much as I hate him, he kind of plays his role. I'm going to give him that. <laughs> um, all right. Let's move on. Uh, Statlander comes out. Okay. Uh, here is an issue that I want to really throw out there. Okay. Yeah. We had Jungle Boy uh, get this purchase music rights for. Um, uh, what's the song Tarzan, Tarzan boy? boy okay yeah have you guys noticed that since they bought this they'll sometimes play this music when it's jungle boy and someone else or they'll do it sometimes when it's marco and uh luchasaurus and not yeah. even him wrestling so all of a sudden this song that he owns now is in there so it really bothers me that statlander came out to orange cassidy song yeah despite the fact she's not really part of their group she's this new so I don't understand. Uh, I just find that I know it's a cool song, but doesn't it lose its identity when like one of four people can use it? That's why we had a problem with it last week with her yeah. being part of this group. We felt like this yeah. is going to water her down. And if you look at this match against Amber Nova, they spent most of the match talking about the best friends on the outside, Orange Cassidy on the outside. They put more yeah. focus on him than on Stalander. Yeah, yeah, and and I honestly did not like this match. It just I was like, wow, this, this is Statlander. This is the girl that I was pushing as one of the top people in the division, and it was well, just like the focus yeah. is on the best friends. Yeah, and not only that, she seems a little hesitant, which is yeah. something that happens after you come back from an injury. Maybe she's yeah. not one hundred percent sure of herself. I mean, she does look uh, like she lost a little weight. She looks a little more attractive. But um, like she was so bulky before, she looks a little leaner, but she does look very hesitant. Like yeah. she's not really ready to commit to the, to, the, to the moves. The only thing I did appreciate that, yes, I did notice there was lots of emphasis of mentioning the best friends instead of her. But I did like how they did mention a few times how she was on the ascension to the top of the card and looking like she was going to you know, yeah. be the next champion when she got injured. So at least they the reminded the people. to beat Sheeta too, yeah. they said. So, yeah. yeah. So at least they kept that up. That gives me a little hope. Now this next part gives me no hope, okay? The Taz promo. Yeah. Oh, God. Why are they even wasting time on this? This is as worse as the Dark Order bullshit because nothing ever changes. It's the same dumb stuff. This and it's bad. like, there's no progression in this. Every week's Ricky Stark says something every week. Taz says, well, let's not rock the boat. You know, Taz looking like the most ineffectual leader. He's a leader of anything. Oh, yeah. don't rock the boat, guys. Oh, don't get uh, too aggressive. Well, you better stay in the back, Ricky. We don't want trouble. Yeah. They just and, look and, like a big joke. And not to mention, Will Hobbs looks terrible now without his shirt oh. on. It's like yes. he lost so much muscle. He looks like me without a shirt on. Like, well, let, let's not get carried away here. <laughs> it's like, bro, what are, you, what are you doing, man? Where's your muscle at? What happened? So, he was wearing a muscle yeah. shirt. It was yeah, all that's what it was. Yeah. Um, and, okay, so they talk about 
uh, Christian didn't accept uh, the uh, proposal, the offer. Yeah. The mm -hmm. offer. Um, now, what did Stark say? He said something like, we've given him a week. And then they said something about four weeks. And that's why I, 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 I was, that I didn't gave, even care to. That they gave Will Hobbs a bunch of time, but yeah. this guy, they're not going to give a bunch of time to that. It has to be uh, within the week or whatever. Like which, he should have, he should have accepted within the hour. Yeah, which is like the stupidest thing in the world because, okay, we went to a rookie who barely was around and we gave him four weeks. Now we have a superstar that came over from WWE, but he only has weeks. Like, come yeah. on, man. Yeah. Uh, logic again, guys. But uh, let's move on to this part. Now this, man, Christian finally does, finally gets to do a promo in the in, in ring. Yep. The crowd out there, which, got to tell you, was much more exciting than the kind of mm -hmm. low-key, because I think the low-key stuff really took away yeah. From his aura the last couple of weeks. Now, what I don't like is he gets beat down by Hobbs. By okay? himself. Just Hobbs. By himself. Yes. So every week they keep telling us that Christian is not really a superstar who's going to make a difference. He's just another guy with a name. And that's not cool because Christian deserves better. Now I joke about Christian to buggy Rick, but I do I see I do see Christian as a top guy. Okay. I don't see him as a plus guy. I don't see him in the ranks of like, you know, John Moxley or John Cena or those kind of guys, but he's definitely near the top of the card. Yeah. And he's definitely a guy who should be uh, leading. He's like, remember in the old days, uh, Elio, when they, there used to be like uh, WWF would tour across the country and they'd have Hulk Hogan defend his belt and he was the big guy. And then they had the Intercontinental Champion defend his belt the same night on the other side of the country. And yep. it was sort of like the A show and the B show, right? Yep. And as much as uh, the Intercontinental Champion was the champ, like the, the, the big guy of the night, he was the big guy on the B show. You know, yep. you knew that he wasn't the A show. He was the B show. And I think Christian is definitely a B show top guy, but they are not showing us that they're not letting the fans see that. And tonight watching Hobbs beat him by himself and take him out like that and do what they did to him just made him look like, <coughs> what is he? Just an old yeah. tired dude. And that's, that's a disservice to him. That's they should have had him winning at least three fights in a row against Frankie Kazarian or Christopher Daniels, you know, and build him up. And like he beat Scorpio Sky, build yeah. him up and then have him like, okay, he rejected the offer and have Hobbs and other people, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, jump him and yeah. then start that story. But yes. Will Hobbs on his own? Come on, man. That, that looks weak. And, and it wasn't and, like a blind side either. It was, no, he's coming yeah. through. Yeah. You know, one of the only things I disagree with, I know we disagree with this part, Rick, is the only thing I think they should have done better with Christian. You're right. Have them beat Kazarian, those guys, right? But don't give those guys as much time as they did. Yeah. Uh, cut, Kaza cut Kazarian's time in half. Show that Kazarian's, yeah, he's a damn good worker. This is Christian. Christian is going to take that apart. Yep. I didn't like the fact that they made Christian work so damn hard. I don't know, you know, because it did make him look like on the same level as Kazarian, but a little better. Okay. Yeah. That's a problem when Kazarian is here and John Moxley is up here. Yeah. It means Christian is only here then. Yeah. And, no, I, and I don't you. like that. I don't like that. Christian, I, I, I don't know why, what the hesitation is here or why, or is this some long-term booking by the greatest booker in, you know, in wrestling today? but I'm just not seeing that proper. I'm not, I can't see it that way. 
you know, yeah. it's just not working. Um, yeah, I wrote down the note, sad, <laughs> sad for Christian. Yeah. All right, let's move over to the main event now. Oh no, before we move in, I just wanted to say very quickly, I really did like, it was only like less than a minute, but the, um, the Ty Conti, uh, Sheeta pro, um, build up. Yep. Right on the money. Awesome. For two people who are faces who don't really have any issue with each other, but they want the belts that came across really well, you know? Yeah. So, um, I, you know, as much as you guys know, as much as I love Ty, uh, I'm not sure she's ready for There's Sheeta. No chance to be honest. There's no chance of hell. Unless she's going to pull uh, a heel turn and schmoz and do something to, to no sneak it out on Sheeta. I don't see. I don't see Sheeta losing her to this one. Um, let's move on to the main event. And uh, boy, I want to preface this by saying uh, I started very late. I started 45 minutes later than everybody else because. Uh, life but uh i tried to get on which is why there was no great comments or fun because usually we all try and watch it around the same time and make fun of the same thing so it's hard when we're all different times of the show because we have no idea what we're laughing at but uh near the end as i got to uh even before i got to this match uh i see rick send a a message on the the crew page saying uh man i have never been so mad at an aew match before (laughs) So I'm, yeah. I'm like three matches behind. So I'm thinking, which one of these matches is he talking about? I have no idea where he is, right? So I'm watching, watching, you know. No, this Jericho one's not that bad. Maybe that's not the match. Uh, Stratlander, well, it's a squash. I mean, maybe he's a little annoyed, but I can't see him getting that bad at a squash, right? Then I got to the main event. Yep. <laughs> and I got, then I understood totally. This main event, oh, my Lord. Uh, have you guys ever heard of the term of overbooking? Yeah. Um, uh, where you walk out with fourteen balls of uh, fourteen balls of paint and throw all of them against the wall and see which ones pop and which ones don't, because that's what happened tonight. There was so much bullshit and stupid stuff going on over one match that's supposed to be happening. Um, where in the world? Think about this. There was a match here where two guys were fighting in the audience for using chairs, and it was boring as shit. Yeah. You didn't really care. Uh, what else can you see like Sting make a run in with a baseball bat and you think, I don't care. You know, yeah. like there was, let, let's forget the match for a sec and talk about all the people who got involved in this. Sting, um, what is Matt Hardy's, uh, what is the tag team that came out? Uh, Cassidy and Private Party. Private Party. Private Party. Butcher, Private, and the Butcher and the Blade. All these teams are coming out. Uh, all of a sudden, um page ethan page and scorpio sky decide they're going to come out and out walks lance archer okay and i forgot to say sting is already in the ring and he's dealing with private party uh so sting has got private party he's got these two little guys and you see how small they are. a long time yeah very long time yeah and you see how small they are when he's got them both ready set for the scorpion death drop is like man they are small compared to sting okay so he's got them and he's cranking on them uh page and scorpio come walking out in their street clothes they they remember they showed them way up in the thing so they must have they must have boogied their asses down to get down there for this so they they break a sweat getting there and archer comes out and lance archer kind of growls at them they scurry off like chicken shit heels he walks into the ring. Sting turns around, wonders what's going to happen. He smiles at Sting and then beats up Private Party and walks off laughing. So we're getting these ambiguous setup storylines where we're supposed to be like, oh, is Archer there or not? But you keep doing these things so much that we don't care anymore. Yeah. We want to invest. Give us a reason to say, yes, Archer is with Sting. Oh, Archer doesn't like Sting. 
we're at that point, guys. We don't need oh, what let happen. Because well, when you've got 30 guys on the roster and 15 of them are like, oh, what are they going to do? Yep. No, see. it's ridiculous. And then the way and, you the way you just described it, I'm confused. Where, where is our jersey? Where is he mad? And do you care? Just don't know. The worst part no, is you don't you care. Don't. We've no. given up caring. Um, no. You got to give some hope. <laughs> There's a reason they call it the hope spot. You know, yeah. <laughs> you need hope, and uh, we're yeah. not getting that. Um, and let's get back to the, uh, Matt the actual Hardy. match. <laughs> Matt Hardy, I am so over Matt Hardy. I, I just. I, I don't see anything in him anymore except a tired guy who does a bunch of dumb stuff. And Darby Allen, you make a point, Rick. I mean, you might as well drop a nuclear bomb on this dude, yep. uh, cut him with Ginsu knives, uh, staple him with baseball bats that are exploding ones like Andy loves to the face. And this dude's <laughs> going to get up and kick out. It's, yeah, it's, I don't it's know. ridiculous. Is he a zombie? And, <laughs> and as you say about Matt Hardy, that's how I feel about Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. Matt Hardy hit this dude with the twist of fate and the chair. And he yeah. kicked out a two. Yeah. Then he jumps just... off a ladder and breaks him through a table. And he kicks out a two. And then he does a coffin drop and through the table and Matt Hardy's dead. Come on, <laughs> man. You just buried Matt Hardy for Darby Allen. Darby Allen sucks, bro. So is Matt Hardy. I'm not I, really he does. Matt Hardy He does. <laughs> but TJ, I am so angry. Like, I was so angry. I'm like, take the fucking belt off this guy. Yeah. The guys um... that are holding the belt are just holding it fucking hostage. Give it to somebody, man. Jesus. You know, this is how I felt about Kushida in WWE and NXT. And they yeah. finally gave him the strap. And they gave him a cruiserweight title. And I'm like, yeah. fuck yeah. That's about, <laughs> it's about time. Yeah. Take it off for Darby Allen. Give it to anybody else at this point. Well, it seems like they forget that wrestlers, champions are supposed to be the representation of a good wrestler, right? Yeah. If you, if you have the belt, you're the best wrestler in that category, right? That's a vision, yeah. Yeah, um, and then I think about, I watched Darby Allen, and I think about when Ric Flair used to talk about Mick Foley and said, oh, he's just a glorified stuntman. Isn't that what a Darby is? I mean, he just shows you that he can take a whole bunch of beatings and then step up. He doesn't oh, wrestle. Bro. He doesn't yeah. go through the motions. He doesn't do things to, to earn a victory. He just takes the shit kicking and then manages to squeeze out a victory. And I'm like, that's yeah. the champion? I. How is that a champion? I'll give him that. I mean, he took a wicked shot to the back and started bleeding immediately on the back mm-hmm. with the chair. But and, and you said earlier, the way he does a coffin drop with Matt Hardy is like he doesn't trust him. He's always looking back as he's yeah. doing it. It's the only just, person I've seen him looking back at. He's back. just like, I don't know, man. Well, ask, Every time Matt has to match, he gets hurt. <laughs> let me ask you this, Rick. If you were a young boy watching fervently into wrestling right no. and you look at a wrestler who's the champion do you want a wrestler like do you want to emulate in your fantasy life of being a wrestler because that's what a you know the wrestling yep. side we emulate in our minds that wrestler do you want to follow someone like john moxley who's out there punching kicking fighting and doing his thing and winning and sometimes losing sometimes getting jumped but he's the fighter or do you really emulate that you are going to get the living shit kicked out of you 98% of the time, but you're going to manage to put your shoulder up and pin someone? Oh, damn, nobody, nobody <laughs> wants to fantasize about getting the shit kicked out of them every week. No, no. You want to be <laughs> so, the monster. Yeah, so why would you want to Why would you want to emulate that or make that your champion? I get it. He's a fun guy to have to win the occasional thing and, and to maybe put the, the heart behind something. But that is not a champion. Yeah. You don't hope your champion squeaks by every single week. What kind of glorified champion? 
if, if the, in real life here, if we saw an MMA fighter, right, who every time went out there, got the living snot kicked out of him, and then managed to do one thing at the end to win, we're not looking at that guy and saying, that's a cool champion. We're like, is he going to get his ass kicked totally this week? Yeah, He's, like... You're just like, waiting for him to lose. Like, wow, that, that, that finish was pretty cool. You know, he came back and won. But for most of the match... He he's fucking got his ass kicked. You're not gonna get booked on major cards. You're not gonna get booked for the main event. No, come on, man, it's ridiculous. Yeah, so I that's, uh, I really think it was a mistake to put the belt on him. The I think the idea was he was young and cool, and he'd bring in some kind of younger demographic. But he doesn't represent what a champion is supposed to, what a, a, a face champion is supposed to be, a good guy champion, a guy who, yeah. you know, emulates to make you care. He's Just a guy get him that, out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going I'm to have to say that. So overall, guys, um, how are we going to rate this week's uh, AEW? I want, I'm going to start with Elio. On our report card this week, Elio, how are you feeling about this? There were two uh, <clears throat> two good matches. Uh, and I would say this was another C show for me. There's average. A C. All right, Rick Serrano the third, my friend. Yeah, I'm right there with Elio. I got it at a C. Like, it's, and it's lucky it is. It's not a see me after class. Yeah. It's a solid C <laughs> because this was it was okay, but it wasn't terrible. It wasn't the worst show, but it was close to it. It was that bad at the end. Well, you know what? Uh, it's better than last week's because I think it was better than last week's. I'm just going to give it that caveat to give it a C plus. Okay. It wasn't all that much better, but at least I didn't feel totally let down this week. I think the opening match was very good. It got me interested. I think the Jericho, seeing Jericho wrestle for a while. And I know you weren't the biggest fan of the Statlander match uh, only because I'm going to give her that. Yeah. Uh, Base that this is her first match back. Yeah, I see you. I hear you on that you know? one. Yeah. Two months from now, if this is the kind of match she's doing, I'm extremely pissed off and I'm gonna have to write her off and say that yeah. she's not gonna be able to retain what she was. Um, but uh, that end schmoz stuff, dude. AEW is becoming like the king of these craps. Yeah. You know? And it's sort of funny, you know, I listen to Jim Cornette a lot and he says, ever notice that every big match in AEW is, has what he calls the afterbirth, where something horrible happens after the thing. There is never just people win and go home. There's always interference. There's always somebody gets jumped every single time. And we saw that how many times tonight? Yeah, yeah. Continuous amount of people get involved. Nobody just wrestles and, <laughs> and accepts their win or loss. No, somebody else has to run in and do something. But it's cool once, but after a while, it, it works. Yeah. You know, it's just like everything else. I mean, if if you were drinking, if you're eating something and every, you know, somebody ran out and threw uh, bonus marshmallows on it, you might like it the first time. But after four or five times, I'm like, you know, fuck off with the marshmallows. I've had <laughs> extra stuff, okay? Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, AEW, still have hope for it. But, yeah. uh, man. I feel a little disappointed. I really feel Darby Allen is not a good choice for champion. But on the flip side, who was Cody Rhodes? <laughs> was yeah, Cody Rhodes any better? Be like we said earlier, who is a worthy champion? And right now, I don't see anybody that's a champion worthy competitor in AEW. And that's sad. That that's is. the sad part. That sounds like um, a hot topic. 
Ooh, Ooh. It does. We'll make it. Um, I will say this. We do have an, a major announcement here. Uh, starting this week, Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT, and now versus AEW. We're going to put all four shows together on the Wrestling POV podcast, and we're going to vote on which show was the best for the week. So, AEW, welcome to the big leagues. It is time. We're going to have four days of shows, so we're going to have to vote and see which show was the best of the week. Ooh, I just kind of wanted to jump out and do like Vader. I was going to be like, it's time. It's time. Yeah. It's voting time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, uh, folks, we want to thank you for taking the time to sit in with us. It was fun talking about stuff. Yes, there are things that aggravate us, but it's professional wrestling. We wouldn't be watching this uh, guys in, uh, in love many it. dudes in ballet uniforms dancing around and groping each other. We would be watching this and we didn't find it funny and entertaining. And we do, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's good stuff. You know, we joke about, you know, people could say wrestling is this or that, but come on, man. We enjoy this stuff. It's fun. When it's done well, man, it makes it worth it. There were some moments on WrestleMania this weekend that, you know, you sat there and went, this is why I love wrestling, you know? Unfortunately, like uh, the Darby Allen match today or the Fiend crap you saw on the weekend, there are also times where you shake your head and go, didn't I turn over 12? Okay. Anyhow. <laughs> uh, Rick, thank you for popping in. Absolutely. I know Andy's hidden somewhere deep in the jungles of uganda on special mission for us so thank you for filling in you know it was big of you you lost a bet we, i'm glad i'm glad that uh you know it didn't destroy you yeah but uh, i do understand you become the undertaker of bad bets is that is that something i uh, heard i'm the gold dust of bad bets i'm like oh and five right now so uh you're like pretty Sash- bad. you're sasha banks at wrestlemania yes 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 exactly okay. that i'm right. the boss the boss <laughs> okay uh elio uh That's now it. that you pissed off mike tyson and said all that horrible shit about him and we've given out his address <laughs> i'm sure you're probably going to be beaten to a pulp but before that happens i want to thank you uh anything you want to throw to the audience before we take off i guess i have to start training <laughs> yeah what the best way to do it is grab a brick and keep hitting yourself in the face exactly. stop mike stop and i'm sure after a while you You'll number yourself. Anyways, <laughs> folks, <laughs> thank you for tuning in. And you know what? I'm going to tell our good friend Rick the Serrano, the turd, I'm sorry, the turd, to say goodbye to you, good folks. Au revoir, my mon amis. See you next week. <laughs>